48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. New People's Party lawmaker Regina Ip backs a planned shake-up of government, saying it needs better coordination. Health officials give the all-clear for COVID jabs for people aged between 18 and 59 who are at higher risk or need it for other reasons. And Australians go to the polls in an election in which independents may end up calling the shots for the next government. New New People's Party lawmaker Regina Ip has thrown her weight behind the government reorganisation plan. She said the administration needs to improve interdepartmental coordination and the new deputies will be able to work on that. For example, Mrs Lam has criticised Housing Authority for the failure to meet housing production targets. But Housing Authority is not responsible for land production. So you need better coordination between building of transport infrastructure, production of land and building public housing. So it makes sense to put them all under Financial Secretary and to create a Deputy to Financial Secretary post to strengthen coordination and to clarify responsibilities. So I I don't think we should wait. Mrs Zip, who chairs Allegco subcommittee to study the proposal, said she's hopeful the plan will be approved for Mr Lee to appoint his ministers. However, third-side legislator Tik Chi Yun said he's not convinced by CE-elect John Lee's plan to add three deputy secretaries to the incoming administration, saying many hands don't necessarily make light work. He told an RTHK radio programme he currently only supports the outgoing CE Carrie Lam's plan to expand the government's structure to 15 bureau, saying there's clear division of responsibilities. Lawmaker and unionist Lam Chun Singh, meanwhile, said he would consider supporting Mr Lee's restructuring package if he clarifies it. I think the government should explain more to the public about the new post, whether they can coordinate different departments to achieve our goal. For example, the Northern Metropolis development and other new development plan, they have the ability to coordinate different departments. And I think the government should explain more whether we use the expenditure is uh, appropriate. The government says that from today, uninfected individuals between 18 and 59 who are at higher risk of COVID-19 exposure or need it for other reasons can opt for a fourth dose of coronavirus vaccine from today, regardless of whether they've had the BioNTech or the Sinovac vaccine previously. Sean Kennedy has more. In a statement, health officials said that from today until Wednesday, people eligible for the fourth dose can go to community vaccination centres, except for those at private hospitals and the satellite community vaccination centre at the Leighton Centre or hospital COVID-19 vaccination stations to get a same-day ticket for vaccination. They said that from 8am on May the 26th, members of the public can book a fourth jab online. They said people aged between 18 and 59 choosing to get a fourth jab may choose to wait six months from their third jab. People over 60 have been eligible for a fourth jab since early April. Health officials say they didn't find any COVID infections after an overnight lockdown at a Suisaiwan residential block. Around 750 residents of Ga Choi House at Hui Tui Court were tested during the exercise. Voting is getting underway in Australia's general election, with the opposition Labour Party, led by Anthony Albanese, hoping to end nine years of Conservative rule. Labour has been ahead in opinion polls since the campaign began, 
But observers say the outcome is too close to call. The Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has urged voters to stick with the Liberal National Coalition government that he says has led Australia through the coronavirus pandemic. Climate change is also an important issue for many voters, as the BBC's Shaima Khalil reports. Climate change is one of the country's biggest issues, yet it's hardly featured on the campaign trail. Both major parties have committed to net zero emissions by 2050. However, both have also pledged support to Australia's lucrative coal mining industry. By contrast, independent candidates have put climate action at the heart of their policies, which has made them a real threat to previously safe government seats in the big cities, including Sydney and Melbourne. Experts say that with an election as close as this one, they may hold the balance of power. And now to the weather. It'll be mainly fine and hot apart from isolated showers this afternoon with light to moderate southeasterly winds. The outlook, sunny intervals and a few showers in the next couple of days. The temperature is 30 degrees Celsius. The humidity is at 64%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The mainland reported some 1,130 new local COVID infections, with the bulk of them, some 860 cases, coming from Shanghai. 84 of the cases were symptomatic, while the rest did not show any signs of infection. The financial hub also reported one more COVID-related death. Officials said the city is on track to resume moving back to normal gradually, including a reopening of four metro lines tomorrow. Speaking through an interpreter, Xiao Weizhong from Shanghai's metro operator said officials are prepared in case of a COVID outbreak. If several people are infected or in the surroundings of the subway stations, there were some severe infectious cases and there were some intermediate risky areas or high risky areas, we may close the subway station again or ground the train to a halt suddenly. If we found any case, we will register their information and transport this person in coordination with certain entities. And we will do the quarantine and the disinfection work accordingly. Elsewhere, Beijing logged 58 symptomatic cases and Sichuan saw 32 more of such infections. North Korea has reported more than 200,000 new cases of coronavirus and at least one death for a fifth consecutive day. The country first reported an outbreak of COVID, or what it calls fever, nine days ago and has registered well over 2 million infections since. 66 people are confirmed to have died. There are concerns that North Korea, which lacks the resources to test, treat or vaccinate against the virus, could be under-reporting the number of infections and deaths. Now for a preview of the final week of action in this week's English Premier League season, here's the BBC's John Bennett. So after 37 games, it all comes down to this. The Premier League title race decided on the final day of the season. Leaders Manchester City are in the driving seat. A victory over Aston Villa in front of their own fans will guarantee that the trophy will be back in the hands of their captain for the second successive season. But if they fail to win and second place Liverpool get all three points against Wolves, the title will be heading to Anfield. To add another twist to this dramatic final day, Aston Villa's manager is Steven Gerrard, a Liverpool legend, so he could do his old club a huge favour. Below the title race, there'll be plenty more drama on the final day. Tottenham need just a point against already relegated Norwich City to book fourth place and Champions League football. But if they lose, their North London rivals Arsenal could steal that spot with a win over Everton. And in the relegation battle, Burnley and Leeds are competing to avoid the drop. They're level on points, but Burnley's much better goal difference means Leeds have to better their result to stay up. Leeds are away to Brentford. 
Burnley host Newcastle. Meanwhile, new Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag will watch his team as they play Crystal Palace. Those are some of the big games. This is John Bennett at BBC Global Sport. The governing bodies for men's and women's tennis have announced that players won't receive ranking points at Wimbledon next month because of the tournament's decision to ban Russian and Belarusian athletes in protest against the war in Ukraine. But the ATP and the WTA said the move undermined the principle that entry to competitions should be based on merit. The BBC's Russell Fuller reports. Wimbledon will begin as planned on June the 27th, but without the ranking points, which are such a valuable currency for players as they seek entry into future tournaments. The UK government wrote to the tours earlier this week to say it fully supported the All England club's position, but the ATP has pointed out the club was not forced to reach this decision. Although many players are unhappy about the ban on their Russian and Belarusian colleagues, a significant number are dissatisfied they will not be able to compete for ranking points. Golf now and Rory McIlroy had his chance but missed out in the second round of the second golf major of the year, the PGA Championship. The BBC's Ian Carter reports. Rory McIlroy missed a fine opportunity because his afternoon round coincided with the winds dropping and perfect conditions. Ahead of the first round leader, he could see Will Zalatoris power to the 65 that took him into the lead at nine under par. And he may well have seen Justin Thomas in the morning produce another brilliant 67 in tough, gusty conditions. But McIlroy managed only one birdie in a disappointing 71. At four under, he's five shots off the pace. Tiger Woods, meanwhile, battled to a 69, and that ensured the former world number one made the cut, just as he did in his comeback at the Masters last month. And finally, to the NBA, where Stephen Curry scored 32 points as the Golden State Warriors staged a stunning fight back to defeat the Dallas Mavericks 126 to 117 and seize control of their Western Conference final series. The Warriors overturned a 19-point first-half deficit, and the six-time NBA champions are now 2-0 up in the best-of-seven series. And you're listening to the news on RTHK. Before doing a COVID-19 rapid antigen test, read the user guide carefully and follow each step as instructed. First, prepare a clean surface and wash your hands. For a nasal swab, insert the swab into your nostrils and rub it against the walls of each nostril several times as instructed. Submerge the swab tip fully into the buffer solution and stir. Squeeze droplets of the solution slowly into the well of the test device afterwards. Wait for the time specified in the user guide and read the result. Results taken beyond the time limit will be invalid. When finished, dispose of all parts of the test kit properly. If only the C-line is present, the test result is negative. If both the C-line and the T-line are present, the test result is positive. In which case, you have to take a photo of the result and report it within 24 hours via the declaration system of the Department of Health. Do the test often by yourself. It helps you detect any infection and receive treatment as soon as possible to protect yourself and others around you. Do the test. Protect yourself and others. 24 hours a day. This is RTHK. Time for a little across the pond. Anything that's not from the U.S. That's what we're going for. And we're going to got a bunch of Australian hits. There's going to be no really genre specific. It's going to kind of be all over the place. But we're going to kick off with a little cold jizzle. 1978, Quezon, right here on Radio 3. And I sold my soul with my cigarettes to the black market man. 
Thank you. 